Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It is the Danny Dot Podcast. How has everyone been? I told you I would try and get a pot out before I left for Auckland, and here we are. But I have to get this done in the next 30 minutes because that's my lunch break. And if I'm not back, my co-workers will throw the book at me. So <laughs> it is a uh, Monday and uh, the customers definitely need me today. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. But I just wanted to loop back as to the update on my last pod. So much um, feedback and interactions. I am obsessed. I love you all and I'm fine. <laughs> I know that was like exciting to have new introduction music, but then to end the pod on such a low because Danny was having a moment, I apologize. I'm just burnt out and totally need a break. And there's just a few things weighing very heavily on my heart at the moment. And mate, I will cry at the drop of a hat for anything, but I feel like I'm really anxious right now. Like I'm excited, anxious that I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. But I'm also like just really, um, I'm, I'm even breathing in a real short, like gaspy kind of breath. Um, that's where I know that I'm like stressed about things. And there is a lot to stress about. I have a lot on my plate. I'm juggling freaking life. Um, but yeah, apologies for losing the plot at the end of the last pod. <laughs> it didn't go my way. And <laughs> I tried to rope it back in. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I'm going to cry. Wrap it up. <laughs> but hey look I'm only normal and um, I do have feelings so apologies but uh, we'll move on from that and let's just say when I'm back from Auckland um, things will be significantly more upbeat and different because I have some huge plans and oh my fabulous travel companion who it's a godsend we ever managed to book a hotel because she's so spontaneous it's crazy Um, I announced to her on Saturday that I had some bookings that I had made and I was so excited, but very nervous because obviously like she is just the most spontaneous queen. And I just was like, okay, well, yeah, that's great. But I don't go to Auckland ever. And my social media or uh, camera roll is actually filled with screenshots of like interesting and fun places and different types of um, deals and whatever. And I was like, you know what? I actually took last Thursday and I jotted them all down and I took a step back and I was like, okay, okay. Anyway, I showed her this piece of paper at the pub on Saturday (laughs) and she was like, I'm not surprised, but I'm just like, okay, we're actually going to be quite busy because Danny has an itinerary. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's if we happen to be in the vicinity of this, this, and this at this time when this is happening, well, it wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> so um, I am overly excited about this um, Auckland trip. It has, it's kind of crept up quite quickly. Um, I'm sitting here with an empty suitcase on my bed and I'm, dying, I'm just sitting like, what do I even pack? I, <laughs> I've got the dumb. I don't know how to pack anymore. Um, but yeah, we've got to get ourselves up to Auckland and that's, uh, you know, that's probably the big step is to, you know, get on that plane and we've got some terrible weather coming in. I'm like not even surprised, but there is snow forecasted and even before the snow gets here, there is 70% chance of rain. I was like, go away, just, you know, (laughs) piss off until another day because, um, it's one thing for me to, uh, you know, not freak out about flying. I love planes, but I hate flying. Um, but to have bad weather in the mix, oh, no, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Anxious excitement is engaged, that's for sure. Um, I actually had a little person in the house last week. It was really exciting. And let me tell you, from the bottom of my heart, I don't actually have that many friends that have kids. So, um, I was sitting at my desk minding my own business and my mom brought one of her um, co-workers' daughters 
around to the house because her, her co-worker had a, um, an appointment and she was like, it's cool, I'll take her back to my house and introduce her to Danny and we'll hang out and like just, you know, do girly stuff. And I was like, what? So I kind of had a bit of an inkling this was going to happen, but then when it actually happened, I was like, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, so mum opened the front door and she was like, and we put our jacket down here, we put our shoes on the shoe rack. And I was like, oh God, it's a little person. Anyway, mum had kind of told her that um, Danny was in the house and she says, go up the hallway and look for Danny. Danny's my daughter. And so this little person, she's barely three, comes around the corner and just the look she gave me, I honestly think she thought that I was about the same age as her, but I wasn't. (laughs) And she was just shocked. And mum was like, that's Danny. And I was trying so hard to be welcoming and like, hi, but it's just, I can't, I don't know how to be around children. (laughs) I'm six foot four. I'm not built to have that type of engagement. So, um, I actually dropped down my stand up desk and I lowered it to her level and we were doing a bit of drawing. She drew me a picture for the fridge and actually ended up being quite cool because as uh, mum was starting the fire and she was in the lounge playing with my cat, Safi, um, she said to mum, can we go see Danny? And mum was like, yeah, we can go see Danny. So I hear these little feet come up the hallway and I was like, oh my God, she's growing on me. Anyway, she ended up leaving the house like a couple of hours later and um, her mum pulled up and she got this little present out of the car. Um, the wee girl did. She came to the front door and she was like, hi, I just wanted to give you this present. And it was these little hair clips. And she was like, it's one for you and one for me. And this little like three-year-old has given me hair clips. <laughs> um, so not only have I got this beautiful picture on my fridge, um, I don't really know what it even is a picture of, um, <laughs> but it's the thought that counts. And that was my little engagement with a wee we three-year-old last week which actually warmed the heart because I said to mum the next day how's my wee friend and she was like oh wow she won't shut up about you (laughs) well that's because um I have a theater kind of a jewelry closet and she was trying on all of my like fascinators and my rings and my necklaces and I mean I am like a walking beautician's pharmacy kind of a thing so this wee girl was just in her element and I really wanted to make her feel special because it's not every day you have a three-year-old running around and that was just a lot of fun for me, but weirdly it grew on me. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that I did have a little person in the house and it was cool. <laughs> um, I have massive, exciting kind of pass on news. So I know in my very first pod, I mentioned that um, how I, you know my wine club of girlfriends all started and we had this main person. She's just an absolute light and I wanted to share with everyone that she got engaged just recently and it was one of these things where um, a couple of us girls who saw the announcement, we screamed. I, however, was at home and mum was asleep and I refused to scream because I would wake Susan and we didn't want that. (laughs) But um, yeah, just to have her engaged and just her whole engagement story and like how she even met the guy that she's engaged to is just so romantic and from the bottom of my heart, I have a massive place in my heart for this chick. She's crazy and just how she got everyone together, you know, three years ago to have that um, catch-up kind of a meet-and-greet dinner at this random restaurant who we all remember that night if we were there. And it's just one of these things that now to see her engaged and happily, like, getting organized to start this next chapter and then... (laughs) About a week later, her brother announced that he was expecting a child with his girlfriend. And I was like, 
I love it. I love more than anything is when families have things that happen in such close succession. You're just like, yes, <laughs> your parents are going to hate you. Not only have you got a wedding and a baby, but it's actually the same things happening in my cousin's, um, uh, my family's uh, circle at the moment. You've got a wedding happening in a month's time um, and a, two babies, <laughs> two babies and two different siblings. So, oh my God, I'm here for it. Um, so no, all the best with everything, uh, Miss Kate. You are an apple of my eye and I was so excited, but I just couldn't scream because I would wake up Susan um, of your engagement. And also we have five birthdays in two weeks in my friend circle right now, which led me to kind of think, well, what happened nine months ago, sort of 25 years ago, but nine months ago as to how all these people ended up having birthdays in two weeks. And I just wanted to say, I don't know how, if they even know this, but I Googled it. I was like, what was the date nine months ago? And lo and behold, it actually was Labor Weekend. So not only were all of you kind of conceived around the Labor Weekend part, um, there's also weird things that happened in, you know, I think some of them are turning 25, 26 is that, you know, it kind of was 96, 97 when they were born. Um, there's weird things like supersonic land speed records um, and also Princess Diana, she died in a car crash in that year as well. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> I always think it's really wild to look back and see what was happening at the time you were born. So for those five that are having birthdays in the next two weeks, I think we've already done like two or three. Quite frankly, I'm getting exhausted of like, drinks and, and presents and everything else but happy happy birthday from the bottom of my heart I love you all so much and I will be there for every part of this <laughs> you labor weekend babies you <laughs> um so I was catching up with um my mom I always kind of like brainstorm podcasts and, and topics that we could talk about because she's very creative and she said that something that always you know makes her laugh is when you think something has happened but it hasn't and she was running through some stories of things that I've done to her over the years. And she was like, it'd be funny to mention on the podcast, you know, when she has thought something has happened, but it actually hasn't because <laughs> I faked it. And one thing that I will let you guys know is that there was a time probably when I was in high school. So I don't even know, like, was that like 90, 98, 99, year 98, 99 in Papua New High School? I can kind of remember the house that we were living in at the time. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to do this, but um, I fudged the lotto <laughs> to the point where mum thought she had won lotto. And the whole thing went as far as her actually ringing Lotto Commission in Wellington to actually say that she'd brought the winning ticket. <laughs> to this day, I still laugh because I'm like, when you thought something had happened, but it, it hadn't because I lied. My bad. And there was another time... Um, she had an Audi A3 or A4 and uh, she lent it to me for six weeks while she was in New Zealand um, and I was in Sydney and I think it was around the time of April Fool's and I sent her a photo of the front bonnet just hanging off and I was like, the main thing is here is that I'm okay. <laughs> and her text thread was just things like, are you fucking kidding me, Danielle? <laughs> Answer your damn phone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are the two things that she just reminisces about and she just cracks up. Like, she will lose the plot. Like, whose kids have ever pulled the lotto prank on their parents and gotten away with it? Jesus. But one of my favorite things where we thought something had happened and it hadn't was my best mate and me coming out to Queenstown to my 30th. And we had just gotten up about quarter past three and driven from Brisbane to Gold Coast for a 6 a.m. flight. Two separate cars, you know, trying to 
um, be organised because obviously he was coming back from Queenstown sooner than I was, so we had to take two different cars. And uh, we get into Gold Coast. We get all organised for this flight. I'm very sleepy at this stage. I've got my hangover hoodie on. I'm sitting up against the plane's wall. I'm like going to nod off. Plane's taken off. This is back when I used to be relaxed flying, and I don't know what happened. I think I got older. Um, when all of a sudden the plane starts taking off, <laughs> you know when things happen that's wild on a plane and you just think, what the fuck was going through that passenger's mind? Well, the lady who was sitting on the aisle seat, she got up as the plane was climbing out of Gold Coast and randomly just takes some stuff out of the overhead locker. And lo and behold, this ring binder falls out and smacks Dan fair in the chest, like fair. Like he was winded. I can still hear the noise. This... <laughs> <laughs> and um, he he was so frightened he turned to me and he went fuck I thought the plane crashed <laughs> just with this impact of the binder whacking him just he was so salty for the rest of the plane for the rest of the flight he actually just you know he says I didn't even get a packet of peanuts out of this lady she didn't say anything she didn't apologize she just got told by the stewardess to sit down but she still whacked me with the binder <laughs> And to this day, I still crack up because not only did no one see it coming, um, he thought the plane had crashed when it hadn't, but the poor guy was asleep. And then, oh, oh I feel so bad for him far out. That was, that was so funny. It was wild. Um, so we've got a bit of FIFA footy happening up in New Zealand at the minute, and I, I'm not really that switched on about the whole um, football. It's not something that the Women's World Cup have I kept an eye on, but uh, lo and behold, it actually goes for a month, and it is on all these stadiums all throughout Australia and New Zealand. But there is actually a game when I'm in Auckland, and I think it's Spain versus Zambia. <laughs> I'm not going to it, but <laughs> um, it is kind of exciting because, um, you know, it's, I... I should be more engaged with other sports than bloody rugby. I do apologize. But um, yeah, for those that are following the FIFA and the, and the females, I, I wish them all the best. It's going to be quite a, um, quite a tournament by the looks of things. And it's, yeah, as I say, spread out all throughout New Zealand and different places. So that's rather exciting. And the other thing that I was going to sort of touch on, but I'm not too interested in, is the Barbie movie. I mean, it's been going on forever, the advertising. I was just like, is this thing ever going to even be on the cinema? Because I feel like I've seen the whole movie through the shorts of everything on every channel. <laughs> um, I'm not the biggest enthusiast of um, that kind of thing. I don't know. I love Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, but I don't know. I, I played with Barbie dolls for quite a significant chunk of my childhood, so <laughs> I don't need it ruined by a movie, but... Um, I probably would go if there was some really cool like merchandise that you could like go to the cinema and get a cup and a Barbie mug or something like something you could take away from it as opposed to just viewing it at home. Maybe, maybe I'll see what's going on in Auckland and see how hungover I am. <laughs> um, I do have a wine of the week. It is a long story short, but basically we are trying to dabble in the cask wine situation. And I know that when I did the wine review for Dicey, Dicey was in a um, cask. And that was rather exciting because it was here in Bannockburn. And I don't know, there wasn't many people flinching about the fact that it was in a cask. And I do, you know, rather get excited about how you can like save the earth because it's not in a bottle and rah, rah, rah. No. So on the Friday just gone, I went to the supermarket and I was doing a bit of a shop and I was kind of excited because it was straight after the gym and, you know, there was no one in the supermarket. Everything was fresh. All the stuff on the shelves had been replaced. It was all, you know, just good. 
Um, and then I just found myself in the um, wine aisle, <laughs> but I noticed cask wine and I thought, okay, okay. And normally I'm kind of like, I judge a box on its label. So I just kind of got one that looked half decent and I was like, it'll be fine. If it's shit, I'll just add like vodka and orange juice to it and call it like a screwdriver. I don't care. Um, but no, I tried it and it wasn't bad. And even mum, she was like, okay, this is different and I'm not hating it. But um, I think the whole concept of like the volume of wine in the cask is rather exciting for the price. But the lady at the counter was like, what, are you 65? Why are you buying a box of wine? <laughs> and I was like, honestly, you can buy cocktails in boxes and wine in a box isn't the worst, especially if it's not bubbly. It's just still. So who cares? Um, I drank it over Friday and Saturday and I am still not even hating it. And I thought about having a glass last night, but no, there's something other, some other shit went down. So I decided not to drink, <laughs> but I recommend everyone sort of picks up a cask um, when they're next at the supermarket, just for shits and gigs. They're not expensive <laughs> and just get back on your like um, older generation of, of how they used to drink box wine. And, and I, mum said to me that my grandma, she used to drink a lot of um, a dry white that came out of a cask and she didn't ever, mum reckons that the quality is much better now than it was back then. And when she says then, she's probably talking like the 80s or the 90s. So um, my grandma's not with us anymore to sort of keep up with how that changed. <laughs> but I was like, here I am living my nana life, um, mooching around the house in my slippers and my cask wine. But then sometimes I catch my reflection in my track pants and my hoodie and I just sort of think, oh my gosh, pull yourself together. You look like a bin chicken. So I'm rather excited to spend the next three days around Auckland in actual clothes <laughs> and have a reason to like leave the house that's not going to the gym or the supermarket. So yeah, I am on the cask and I'm not even sorry about it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Also, I just want to do a bit of a call out for my brother. My brother has been a professional plasterer for... Oh, I can't even tell you. I feel like he sort of knocked it on the head maybe when he was like 15, 16, maybe. I don't even know. I feel like he started plastering at a very young age. He never really got into the whole retail thing. He touched on working at New World in the fruit and veg department, but he's such a blokey bloke. So massive shout out to my brother. As of this morning, he got his LBP, which basically means um, it's a document to make him uh, able to sign off on work by himself instead of people signing off on his work when it comes to like big companies that he builds houses for. And because he does work for himself, his company is Tommy No Trade. He ain't got no trade. He does everything. Um, it's a huge achievement because now it just opens all these doors where he doesn't have to wait for people to come down to Queenstown to sign off on a house. He can just sign off his own work and move on to the next one. So mum rang and she was like, you know what, Danny, that's just, it's just the best news to hear that he's finally got this accreditation. And I am just so excited for the future prospects of what he's about to do because, um, it's not a struggle and people support him because he's just genuinely this really meticulous builder. But to have that, I kind of think it's like when you get a certificate, when you do like just your normal job and you feel, you know, like you're trained. I mean, w me and Tom, we never went to uni. We didn't, we didn't come out of school with anything worth talking about. We were like, um, just there for the canteen <laughs> and the days when the teachers used to come and hung over and we had to watch movies. So we took nothing out of our education. So for Tom to come away and finally be in this position and his sister, me, well, I, I, 
Yes, I'm having a bit of a hard time in my job right now, but I feel like it's because I, I left one department and I didn't take a break in between my roles and I just I feel like everything's just all mashed up at the moment and I can't like forget some some things that happen in the other department that's not the same as the department I'm in now. So I'm just sort of like at this crossroads where I'm waiting for some leave to come up to make me feel like refreshed and everything. And I definitely recommend that, you know, if you are in a position to change departments or change jobs, that you take that time in between those roles to gather yourself and come into it fresh. Because throughout this pandemic and being with the company that I'm with now, I have nothing but respect for every part of it. But the same thing is, is that if you don't take time away from your work from home environment to just refresh and, you know, put a bit of effort into what you'd like to take away from your next steps, it turns to jumble. And that's where I am right now. Like Tom ad- admires what I do for work and I think he's fabulous. I'm just waiting for the funds myself to build my own house and have him build it for me. But I'm struggling. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm not really engaging in the fact that I enjoy my role right now or I didn't have a break and I need a break because I'm burning out. But um, I'm hoping to make a few changes in the upcoming sort of weeks or months or whatever. And I am excited about, you know, everything that's coming and how good this podcast has been. I'm enjoying all the engagement. And I know that you guys are just here to hear about, you know, what's been happening. And a few people have said, oh, it's like getting the Cromwell news when Danny <laughs> does a pod. It's not meant to be like that. It's meant to be fun. <laughs> and there are things that are fun. Um, I can't really even say I had too much um, to say about the weekend. It's gone. It, it started as a friend of mine's uh, drinks at the pub, which was totally fine. I loved it. Uh, and then we were at a house party playing some strange house party drinking games, which I haven't done for a while. But because I knew I was going to a house party, I decided to not get a 10 pack of cans of, uh, you know, ready to drink drinks. I was quite adamant I was only having four and so I got some Jameson and dry whiskey drinks which is something I don't normally drink I will stick to my vodka sodas um and I managed to get through my four drinks before I went to the nightclub but I think it was the fact that I wasn't drinking what I normally do (laughs) I was coming in hot (laughs) um but no I managed to not only um come home and make a piece of toast at two in the morning which is something I don't do I've I'm not one to cook when I get home which was random um, I found a packet of biscuits <laughs> next to my bed, and I don't know where they came from. <laughs> um, and I lost my nose ring, which was really funny because on the underside of my nose stud is this hook thing, which is actually like I don't take it out because it's painful to get out of my nose. So for the fact that it was out and I was holding it in my bed, <laughs> wild. <laughs> so there's not much to really say about the actual night out. It was great and I really enjoyed catching up with everyone and seeing what everyone had been up to and we had some really great banter. Um there was a couple of stinky people at the nightclub as per usual. Um I had a I had a drink in the toilet with me while like <laughs> I was just killing time. Um <laughs> that's gross. I take that back. I did not do that. Um but no, I didn't even I don't even have anything to really contribute about my weekend that's even that exciting. <laughs> um what else I actually came into this podcast with zero um roadmap I don't have anything to really talk too much about to be quite honest I just wanted to say something before I went away to Auckland and I didn't plan anything I just this is just honestly what's coming out of me as to what I've done recently (laughs) but hey look we're at about 25 minutes and um I'm gonna wrap it up here so I can get back to my job and I am all gonna be ready and excited for my flight tomorrow to Auckland 
So, um, yeah, take it as this. This is me now, but once I get back from this trip and I have a lot more to talk about and um, some stories to tell, I'm thoroughly excited about the next pod. And um, I hope that you all have a really great rest of your week. Um, I don't really know if I've got too much on this weekend coming. Doesn't matter. I'll loop back to you next week with more of a story and we'll catch up. (laughs) Again, I am fine, everyone. I'm just... I. hit a wall. I apologize, but we're ending this one on a high. Love you all. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.